welcome, my friend, to the You Don't Have to Be Perfect podcast, an authentic space to talk about life in truth and love. It's true, not everyone is an Enneagram One perfectionist, but it is my firm belief that our world today suffers from a lot of the destructive and deceptive lies that perfectionism has to offer. That is why this podcast will encourage, empower, and uplift you. I have something exciting to share with you. On December 30th, 2019, God inspired me to create the Truth and Tools workbook to serve as a catalyst between religion and relationship. Each section has two actionable steps for you to add to your life. Most likely, you just need a small shift in perception to activate the practices you already hold. There is a large gap between religion and relationship in the Christian faith, but it's been around for so long and is so normal that people don't realize it's there. But if you have ever felt like something was missing in your relationship with God, you will find this workbook to be a precious tool into drawing you in a deeper relationship with the one true God. If this interests you at all, you can pick up this workbook in ebook or paperback on Amazon. If you choose paperback version, you will also be getting some bonus content. I'm including the intro, chapters 1, 2, and 12 of my newest book coming out in a couple months, The Relevant Old Testament. So if that interests you at all, go check it out. Inside today's podcast, I have with me Lauren Jones. She is a yoga instructor and spends her time working on her business, spending time with family, camping, exploring, meeting new friends, and of course, yoga. (laughs) (laughs) Lauren, thank you so much for being here. Oh, thanks for having me. Yes. So I want to jump right in here to these questions. Um, You've shared with me that your biggest struggle is with finding new members for your yoga business. And I know that struggle very well. Uh, When I was coaching and finding, you know, finding the people was the hardest part. And then once I would find clients, the work was very natural. It was satisfying. uh, But the search to find them was the most difficult. So I'm curious, you know, why do you think it's difficult to find new members? Um, Well, first off, I think Christian yoga is something that not a lot of people know about. So they're probably like, what is that? And um, when I first found out about it, I didn't even know it was actually a thing. And then I Googled it and I realized it's actually a thing. Um, So then I got certified. So I think there's some curiosity and maybe some questioning about what Christian yoga even is. And then also, um, like anything else, I think it, it takes a while to really cultivate a relationship. Like you can't just be like, hi, buy my service or hi, try yoga with me. They have to know you, um, and, or feel like they know you. Um, the way I've gotten most of my people, even though it's a very slow build and it's all in God's timing, um, is more, more so from people that know me, that have referred me, that trust me and know who I am whether they're my friend in real life or on the internet. Um, I love meeting new people on the internet. Um, so I think it, it takes a while, which is hard because it requires a lot of patience, but it's just like anything, like a marriage um, or friendship. It, it takes time to cultivate that and for someone to know you and trust you. And um, I found recently, the more I show up on social media, 
just with COVID and everything, like I can't go out and meet people like before, you know, we're not doing live things as much. Mm -hmm. Um, But the more I show up on social media, the more that people see me and know me, even if I feel like I'm talking to myself, (laughs) Um, but it just takes time. And I'm, I can, I, I tend to be an impatient person. So I think I just have to be a little bit more patient probably. Well, I don't think you're alone on the impatient front because I think this whole culture that we live in today is very impatient culture. We want everything right now. And, um, and, and not just that, but we, I think we feel like we're not doing something right or, you know, we're messing up in some way because the thing's not happening in the time that we, we think, right. For sure. Um, so we have all these expectations and guidelines that we're measuring our life on and um, we don't need to do that. You know, like there are all these outside pressures. So I think it's good. you like, you know what you need to do. And I'm sure God's going to bless that um, because I, I, like you said, we need to be patient in everything. And even in our relationship with God, I have found myself being very impatient with, you know, in the past with, oh my gosh, aren't I better at this yet? You know, like, yeah. like just wanting to improve, but it's, it's always his timing that's going to win anyway. Absolutely. So I found it's best to just surrender to that. Yes. Yeah. For sure. So another struggle that you've shared was that not being enough feeling. And I feel like that's something that so many particularly women can relate to. Um, and also that it's really unnecessary when we claim our identity in Christ. So, you know, I think the world is what's screaming at us daily to be more and to do more, but that's not God's voice. So what do you think about that? Um, yeah, I think when we get closer to God and, um, kind of use him to allow him to guide us in what we do. I, I you know, the enemy doesn't like that. So there, mm-hmm. he's going to feed us lies thinking that we're not enough. And I think with our culture today, um, you know, if you think about how much has changed, you know, just in my generation, since I've been alive, you know, I'm 32. So just in my 32 years, like so much has changed and you can access anything at any time. Um, so I think, um, there's a lot of lies leading into, you know, I'm not good enough, or I don't know enough, or I have to be more. And I think, you know, I I just remind myself, like, I am who God says I am. And I'm actually talking about this in my classes in the future, like we belong to God, you know, we're, we're his. And I think it's very easy to feed into the world and to things um, like so. But um, even though I consider myself, I guess a millennial, you know, I don't really partake in a lot of things in the world. Like I don't, um, I mean, I have to go out in the world to go to the grocery store, but I don't really watch a lot of news or feed into gossip or anything like that. That's, that's very tempting. I try to very much limit my, um, my time doing those things because I am, you know, a people pleaser. I've been a follower in the past and I'm like, Oh, well, you know, I get feeding into these, these lies that actually aren't true. So I think when we grow closer to God, we're able to discern like what is from him and what is not. Mm -hmm. Um, and the type of people we're hanging out with too, like, is this person filling me up? You know, is this person believing in what I, what I do? And, um, for me, it's also been really hard because I'm all about like how we were raised and, um, like, 
kind of what thought patterns were in our minds as children. And I love my parents. My parents are amazing people. Um, however, they are both entrepreneurs and I was raised with them constantly being on the go. Um, and I find myself getting into that same, you know, same thing. And I was actually telling my dad the other day, I'll have this list of all these things that I have on my list and I'll do all of them. Like I'll go to bed and I'll be like, I got everything done. And I'll still sit there and be like, I feel like I didn't do enough, you know? And it's just like this constant lie that um, isn't true. So I think, you know, just doing it, just showing up a little bit by a little bit each day, like God has guided me so much. And when I look at how far I've grown in the last, you know, three to five years, it's crazy. Just in that time that I have shown up and I'm enough um, according to him. So you know, it's very easy to, you know, want to be enough for our parents or want to be enough for our spouse or want to be enough for our kids, but we're not actually here to please them. We're here to please God. And mm -hmm. I think if we have that word, like if we're in the word like daily, which is something I didn't do before, um, when I started teaching Christian yoga, I'm like, okay, well, I guess I should start, you know, reading the Bible more and stuff, <laughs> you know? So when we're yeah. actually in the word of God and we're around people who are in the word of God as well, we'll have that like kind of like daily affirmations, like, I'm very much a wor words of affirmation person and I need to hear those words. I need to speak those words. I need to uh, relish in those words like daily. Mm, yes. You, you've said so, you've hit on so many good things. Yeah. Sorry. I know I said a lot. <laughs> no, and I like it. I'm just like, okay, Vanessa, make sure that you can remember mm -hmm. all this. No, um, but you, just, I'll go with the one that's sticking in my head the most with the whole like being enough thing. What I found is that it's actually kind of a controversial topic in like the Christian faith in general, because um, it's like, well, no, we're, we're not enough. We're sinners. And like, we need Christ's redemption. Right. Yeah. So, you know, when people say, oh yeah, I am enough. <laughs> um, they don't, you know, there's people that don't like that. Cause they're like, no, that's, that's a lie. Like you shouldn't say that. But then there's the other side of it where it's like, when we believe this total lie, like what you just said, it's a total lie that we're not enough. When we believe it, we don't obey. Like we don't walk in the path that God has planned for us because we're focusing so much on the unworthiness yeah. right and then yeah. and then maybe because we're so focused on the unworthiness what happens is we begin to strive to not be unworthy and then there comes the lists and the titles and the achievements that we are striving for and we say it's because we're trying to be um, all that God's called us to be. Right. And I think we believe that because I know I did. Yeah. Um, I was like, well, I have to try to be the best. Like, <laughs> like God didn't put me here to be a loser, you know? Yeah. Like, um, so, and that was like a much younger version of myself, but I really was adamant about that. Like, no, we cannot just be slackers. Hello. You know, like that is not what God's calling us to. And it's not, but it's, it's a, different understanding of that's why I want to hit on that identity again because there's a lot of talk about identity too who mm -hmm. am I what do, who do I say I am and all this stuff and and it's all irrelevant because 
whoever you can say you are in this world doesn't even matter unless you know who you are in Christ. Absolutely. And like, that's something again, that I don't think a lot of people understand. Yeah. Um, and that's, that's a big, I don't know the right word. Like it's, it's a huge passion of my heart to bridge that gap of misunderstanding because it's like you wanting to live in your God-given purpose is very important, but the way that you go about it is very, 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 very important, right? So like you can have the desire and you can strive for it, but unless you're actually walking with God, unless you're in his word and learning from him, you're not going to find it. You're going to burn out. You're, you're going to spin out. And, um, I know, (laughs) I know this firsthand. (laughs) It's not, it's not like, you know, I, I'm not picking on anyone because I'm, I'm talking from, this is my, um, experience. And then of course I've seen others in the same place. And like, it's great talking to you about this because as you're speaking, I'm going, Oh, wow. She, we really are on the same page. You know, like there's just so many things that, um, we do understand and it's very encouraging to me. And I'm praying that to someone listening to this, it will be very encouraging for them and maybe be the turning point, like the aha, you know, Um, because, you know, striving to be better and, you know, be your best self or whatever, it's not bad, Um, but it can be if you're not doing it through God. Absolutely. And, and God's the one who knows. And so like to try to do it without him, but for him, not the same thing. Like it's, it's just not going to happen. So anyway, that's, that's my addition there on that. I loved it. And I think a lot of the times, um, at least for myself, and I don't know if this, hopefully this is encouraging somebody because I used to listen to tons of podcasts when I was a commuter and I would listen and be like, amen. Like I learned a lot from podcasts. So let me just say that. Um, but what oh, I completely forgot what I was going to say. Um, <laughs> Oh, that we tend to, I think it's a lot of getting out of your own way, like thinking, you know, cause I was single for a long time and I'm now getting married in a few months, which is crazy because I was like, I'm going to be single forever. But when I surrendered, um, this idea of, of a man or this idea of how things were supposed to be, I think a lot of it is like, I like to call it like we God block ourselves. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like don't God block yourself. Like look and that's what I would tell myself, like, is this desiring to God? Like, is this the way I'm supposed to go? Um, is this where he's leading me? And he's only going to, for me personally, he showed that to me constantly on my yoga mat when I was able to still myself and lay in the stillness and the silence and just be. And he would, he wouldn't, like, he's never came down. Like, I always thought he was going to come down and like talk to me and be like, Lauren, he doesn't like yell at us. I think he really like whispers to us. It's like these sweet little melodies that he shares with us or just a sign, you know, just something, you know, God show me a sign. And it's like, just like you were saying, you know, we can have our own path and be like, well, I want to do whatever God's calling me to do, but we have to let go of this thinking of, uh, you know, control or, Mm -hmm. you know, thinking that it should be this way because I'm very guilty of, you know, I thought my life was going to be 
a certain way. And God was like, nope, sorry. And sometimes it's even funny. I think God has a sense of humor because I'll even say, well, I'm not doing that. Like, I'm never going to do that. And then he's like, here you go. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> like, it's just uh -huh. it's funny. So thanks yeah. for sharing that. I loved yeah. it. For sure. And, you know, and I think that um, the whole idea of, I like to call it surrendering the outcome, right? So I'm going to use this as an example. So when I was called to write my first book, I was like, oh, wow, fun. Like, <laughs> I always thought that would be kind of fun, but I never really thought, oh, I'm going to be a writer. I'm going to be an author. Okay. Now, this, this is the, the key. So when we get information like that, what tends to happen is, oh, okay. So if I'm going to be a writer, then what do writers do? And then we start looking at all these rules and practices and, oh, well, you have to have this many followers if you ever want to get published and like all these things, right? And then you're going, oh, okay, wow, all right. So you're like trying to do your best, like learn all these new things and, and stretch yourself, which is fine. There's nothing wrong with that. But what I've learned, and I'm so happy that I learned this lesson because again, this is where the freedom is, is my journey as an author is still up to him. I don't have to follow anybody's rules. I just have to follow the Holy Spirit. That's it. And it is so much easier. Now, there is a challenge, right? I'm not going to say it's like easy one, two, three, right away. There is a challenge because you're always feeling this pull from the world like, oh, well, but you're not measuring up to these standards. And then you have to like rebuke that and be like, okay, well, I'm doing what God wants me to do. And like try to, you know, keep affirming that. Like you mentioned the affirmations. So keep affirming. No, I'm, I'm going to go where God leads me period. It can look however it wants. Yeah. I, you know, and if God's like, yes, Vanessa, I want you to get this many followers or whatever. Okay. Well then, then I'll start going that way. Right. Yeah. But uh, I'm not going to do it just because that's what authors are supposed to do today. And, um, very recently when I was looking into publishing this next book, I was like, oh my goodness. This is crazy because um, I self-published the first one and I wanted to try to do traditional publishing. Oh my goodness. <laughs> it is a whole bunch of hoops yes. to jump through. And I'm like, I don't really see the benefit. Um, and all I see are a whole bunch of restrictions and guidelines and, and things that I need to um, adhere to. And like, for what? Like, God just told me to write it, to get it out there, you know? And so I don't have to do it that way. Anyway, I'm, I, I'm saying that because even in our answers, like, okay, God, what are you calling me to do? And then he tells you, we have to continue to seek him through the process Yes. And because I had a habit and I didn't know that this was my habit, but I, he revealed to me years later, this is your habit. And I'm like, oh, that's why I always get so stressed out. <laughs> so the habit is, okay, God told me this, so I'm going to do it. And then I would go do it. And it was like all up to me and, oh, I hope I don't fail God. And 
oh, you know, and I'm like taking it all on myself. Now my intentions were good. I wasn't trying to like do it without God. I just didn't understand it correctly. It's again, that, that perception, right? Like it's just a little off. Um, and so that's why I, I just feel uh, prompted right now. I had no idea I was going to say all this, but I just feel prompted <laughs> right now that like, if God calls you to something good, do it, but continue to seek him in every step of it. Yes. And then uh, the more you do it, the easier it's like it turns into its own rhythm and then that's your new normal and then yeah. you're just clicking along and following the holy spirit and you don't have all this anxiety and overwhelm and oh my goodness this is too hard and all that stuff so that's that's what i would say but enough about that <laughs> <laughs> i love it i agree oh, i know that sharing god's god's love is very important to you um, so I was curious how God has used your yoga business to share that love. Um, that's a very good question. So it's funny because what you're talking about. So when I first started teaching yoga, I was like, I have all this pressure to like be this teacher and to be this person and to, sh you know, you know, I just put so much pressure on myself, but then I realized like, I think God just wants me to show up, you know, so I can just be a safe space where people can come, I, I like to call it like a sacred space in which you're with God in the presence of God. And I remind all my students, like, you can just lay there the whole time. So I think what's really important is our, um, our world is so busy and so crazy and always moving and always like, whether you have kids, whether you're married, whether you're single, like it's always, you're always doing something like, you know, this, this, what we were talking about, about not being enough that I don't think we take enough time to just be. Mm -hmm. And I think that, um, where I've found God's love and he, he literally saved me. I was raised as a Christian, but I feel like he, he came into my life again in a different way through a yoga studio, you know, um, I got certified in non-traditional, like regular yoga, uh, power yoga actually. So it was like a hundred degree room and, you know, it was not Christian. And then I realized like you can combine the two. So I think, um, I just set up a space and then someone, you know, I have different classes that I teach, but you know, I think for me, I felt so much of God's presence of God's love of God's light when I'm just laying there, um, in the, they call it the final resting pose in yoga is called Shavasana. You just lay there and you just feel this sense of peace. And like, there's meditations that I've heard, like God is loving you right in this very moment. And I think when we're present, like I, I truly believe you can only be present in order to really feel God's presence because you have to fully be there. You know, mm -hmm. like you can't be, well, I have to do this. I have to do this. Kind of like Martha and Mary, you know, like you have to actually be with God. And I think that, um, it's really, you know, through practicing myself, I've really felt his presence and felt his call where I'm able to just, where I'm able to just, you know, be there um, just to teach that for my students because it's a practice. Like we don't know maybe how to be present or um, how to genuinely feel God's love or is it God or whatever it may be. So I think, um, yeah, just creating a space. And that's where God was really guiding me to keep showing up. And he's just like, you know, you're just creating a space, a virtual space now. You know, I did teach live classes and then COVID happened and I started going more online. So it's just like through Zoom or through a recording, you know, someone's listening to it later and just allowing yourself to slow down and to really feel the love of God. Like, I don't think, I mean, I wasn't taught that. 
I was taught mm-hmm. to go, 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 go. Like there's always something to do. And, you know, you can feel God's love moving. Of course you can feel God's love in different ways, but I think the stillness and the silence really helped me because I just need to stop, yes. you know, and be. <laughs> I, I totally agree. Um, and it's funny too, cause you know, we've chatted here and there, but listening to you, I'm like, wow, again, I, I can't believe how, uh, how much I agree with everything that you're saying. It's just, it's kind of cool. Um, I had a nice Shavasana pose today too. And oh, praying, sweet. you know, um, yes. But it felt really good. And I think the reason, I mean, this is just my theory, but on the being still, I think the reason why it's so effective is because it's so opposite from the, like, life. Um, It's so opposite from the patterns of this world because that's not what the world's doing. And so when we stop, we're, we're totally inviting in that presence of the Lord, like he is there. He never leaves. He never forsakes. And I love that. But um, yeah, I have the most peace when I can be very present, like in my surroundings and then just realize God's with me right now. God's with me, you know? And I like what you said too about, it's not always that, like sometimes it's something you see like a sign or whatever. Um, So for me, one of my like ongoing signs for years now is birds and I see them every day because they love my horrific yard because they really (laughs) like weeds and stuff so um but I love it because I get to hear them sing I get to watch them I talk to them (laughs) but like for for a long time I didn't understand like why all of a sudden I had this thing with birds like I always stopped to look at them or like watch them fly in the sky like I I I didn't used to do that and I was like yeah I think it's like I was explaining it to my mom like yeah it's weird I don't know maybe and then I said it and I go oh that's probably it they remind me that I don't need to worry um just like the scripture in Matthew about like you know the birds of the air are taken care of and aren't you more precious than they you know and and so when I look at the birds I think look how free they are they they're not worrying about anything they really do just live you know and they they know that food will always be around they'll always find it you know and uh, I don't know I just I just love them (laughs) and they (laughs) but they make me feel really close to God um, so it's always like a nice sign. Yeah. I love that. And it's being present to those things. Like if our minds are constantly busy, we're going to miss it. You know, oh, yes. um, I'm the same way with sunsets. I'm not usually up for the sunrise, but, um, sunsets just fill my heart, you know, and I'll just go out and see a sunset and just sit there and watch it, you know, and I feel like not a lot of people have time for that. They're like yep. I'm busy, but it's like, you can see so much, um, of God's creation, you know, being in it and, and, and absorbing from it. And that's where I feel like, you know, we learn a lot from, and that's why I love to camp. Um, we got an RV and we camped a lot during COVID and it was like, turn your phone off and just sit in the woods, you know? And it's like, you just feel like you're able to just be, and, you know, with a constant busy, especially if you're someone like me, you know, I'm constantly thinking I need that like isolation. And 
but I love that. I love that you see the birds and, and they're so you know, peaceful. I know that there's probably at least one person that's going to listen to this and be like, oh, well, I'm glad that she can slow down, but I can't. I want to tell you that's wrong. Like, it's a lie. It's not true yeah. because that was not me. I never noticed any of that stuff. I, same. Uh, we, we always exclaim at the sunset and how the clouds are highlighted. And, you know, pretty much every day I take a picture or a video of the sky. Like, cause it makes me so happy. And it's like, like you just took a picture yesterday and I'm like, no, but look how amazing it is. Like, yeah. And so, um, but, and then, you know, like my husband will send me a text and be like, Hey, look to the East right now in the sky. And I'm like, Oh, I love that. And so I stop what I'm doing and I go run outside, you know? And, um, but I am, I would still consider myself a go, go person. Yeah. But, but. I have changed so much and it's not me. It's the work of the Holy spirit. Mm. Um, making me aware of these things as I pray, okay, guide me, please guide me. And I've slowed down and I take time, you know, to look at my surroundings and just breathe it in. And, um, it is such a blessing. And so I want other people to have it because I, I would never consider myself a nature person. But now I'm like, oh, I'm all about nature. Like, give it to me. <laughs> and I even like, you know, looking at creatures now. You know, like I, I'll watch the bees working in the bush. And I used to be terrified of bees, terrified. Aww. And now I'm like standing there, hey, how you doing? And like talking to them. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's so funny. But it's a little, and look, I'm wearing a bee shirt. Oh, I like that. Yeah, That's cute. Oh, it's just be kind. <laughs> too cute. So I think it's practice too, you know, like I'm still very much a go person, but I burn out, you know, like I think if we listen to those little nudges, like God's like, come away with me for a while or come watch the sunset or let's, let's just talk. And you're like, no, too busy. You know, like, I think when you constantly, and I've been there, you know, I still find myself there recently. I'm like, I need to stop being on social media so, too much. Like I'm getting, I'm getting anxious. I'm getting cranky. Like I'm on my phone too much. You know, I'm one, I'm, you know, doing too much work and I need to turn it off. And it's hard because you have to be like, okay, I'm going to stop what I'm doing and go be with my family or go lay in Shavasana or go for a walk. And it's not, you're kind of going against the grain of what you know or what you're taught. And it's just, an, it's an ongoing pra practice, you know, and that's why I say so much in yoga, like it's a practice. You're not meant to do it perfectly or get it right. You know, a lot of people are like, well, I'm not flexible or I can't do yoga or it's too hard. It's like, it's a practice, you know? Hey, and I can testify to that because the first time I ever did yoga, oh man, I pulled a muscle and it hurt. And I was like, oh my gosh. And now that pose, I can do that so easily plus many more. I mean, and it's been years. I mean, it's, I think it's been like six years that I've been practicing yoga, but it's so fun to like watch yourself stretch and, and grow like, Oh my goodness. I remember when I couldn't do that and now I can. So it's, it is about the showing up and being willing, having that willing heart, not just in yoga, but in all of the things we've been talking about. Yeah. It's just about being willing and letting God do whatever he wants through you because he is a God of miracles. And when we say, Oh no, I can't do that. Really. We're just limiting God. 
Yeah. You know, we're just limiting God. So I want to ask if you can share the story of how you came to Christ and why, well, obviously it's important, but why it's important to you. Oh, sure. Um, so I guess, um, like there's two parts to it, I would say. So I was raised as a Christian. Um, I went to a lot of, you know, retreats and, um, they called it like in, um, middle school, they called them like quakes, would you, where you go away and have the weekend. And I love them, you know, um, I guess you would say I was saved there. Didn't really know what saved meant, but I knew, like, I felt this love of God, um, deeper than I'd ever felt before. Like, I didn't really know what it was. I was probably, you know, middle schooler and, um, I was always going to church and everything. And then with my personality type, you know, um, wanting to please people, much of a follower, I would go to these things and then come back and be on fire for Jesus and then kind of forget, you know, it was just kind of mm -hmm. not something I really practiced. As I got older, I really um, started being a Sunday churchgoer. Um, I'd go to church on Sunday and then forget about God any other day. You know, I was just kind of, you know, not really, I didn't understand this relationship part. Like I was just like, oh, of course I believe in God. And, but I didn't really walk with him every day. I just kind of, I didn't really understand what that meant. There was a lot of things I didn't really understand, but I saved this feeling of love. Like, you know, I remember crying, you know, in a cafeteria at some mission trip I went to, you know, and it was like, open the eyes of my heart, Lord. And I was like, wow, God's here. Like, I thought God was only at church, you know? <laughs> so I didn't understand a lot of that, but I held on to that feeling for a, like for a really long time. Like, that's what kept me um, always calling myself a Christian and committed to my, committed to God, at least the best I knew how. Um, as I got older, I got into the wrong crowd. Um, a little bit of a late bloomer. I got heavily into drinking and um, it kind of, put me in a really dark place. I really lost who I was. I felt really alone. Um, I felt really confused as to what I was supposed to do with my life. Um, and then I finally finished college. Uh, I got out of a toxic relationship and I up and moved to Charlotte, North Carolina. So that's about, um, about seven and a half hours from where I'm, where I currently live. And, um, I just left. And I felt like that was God really calling me. Like, I need to be away with you for like, I need to be with just you and I for a while. So I left, I knew like one person. Um, and it was really scary because it was not something that I really, um, I didn't really know. I felt like God was calling me into that. Now I had been practicing yoga before that. And I was laying on my mat and I started doing yoga solely not to get fit. Um, not even to really, um, get flexible. It was honestly to, um, released a lot of anxiety because I had struggled with so much anxiety and I drank to numb out. Um, so I moved to Charlotte and I became a teacher and I started practicing. I started, or I started practicing more and more and I felt God um, just meet me on my yoga mat. And I really felt like he saved me um, in those moments. And that love that I held on for so many years was there again, but it was like stronger. It was like way stronger and it was happening a lot more. And it was, it would always happen on my yoga mat. So the more I practiced yoga, the more I kind of found where he was calling me to go. Um, and so many people are like, you love yoga so much. Like you should be a teacher. And I was like, no, I'm not meant to be a teacher. Like I'm not <laughs> going to be a good teacher. I don't know enough to be a teacher. So then I just decided to be a teacher and God really showed up in my teaching, you know, um, because I'm showing up for other people and I'm like daily in the Bible and, and sharing it with other people. So, um, I eventually got sober. So I've been sober for two years now. And the clarity that I have is, you know, unbelievable people that are struggling with any sort of uh, addiction, you know, it can be, it can be hard because you're kind of stuck in, 
a certain way because you don't want to change because you're fear you're scared of change um but i know that god got me sober so i could um so i could get clear and i wasn't relying like i call you know any type of drug honestly a god blocker like i was talking about before like it blocks you from where god's calling you so um since that i've really just allowed myself to just be like okay god whatever wherever you're calling me to go um and I really feel when I was able to sit and just be still like we've been talking about and I just, I could feel his love um, back to, you know, that random cafeteria back when I was in middle school. And I knew that, you know, he, he had saved me. So I don't know if I would call myself like a born again Christian because I always believed, mm -hmm. but it was something that I strayed away from. And I had a lot of shame, you know, cause I was like, well, I call myself a Christian, but I'm not, I'm not living a godly life. Um, and I didn't really know what that meant or what that looked like until I started really getting into the word yes. and then really finding women who were too. Um, and now just, you know, I'm super open now that I'm getting married. I don't know much about marriage, you know, and now I'm reading books about marriage and it makes sense. You know, just like you were saying, like you make this decision in your career or to show up and then you have to, you have to keep you have to keep reuniting yourself in that decision. Like you keep having to be like, okay, I've made this decision and I'm going to allow God to use me in this career, use me in this passion or use me in this marriage, you know? Um, so I'm really learning about that because this is very new territory for me. You know, I'm 32 and I'm getting married and um, I'm, I'm not super old, but I didn't think I was going to get married at first, you know, because I was single for a while. And um, yeah, sorry, that was like a long no, Story. It, was, it was great. It was wonderful. <laughs> Thanks for listening. <laughs> oh yeah, I enjoyed it very much. I think um again, similar to you, like I was I received Jesus as my savior when I was five. Aww. And I definitely tried to be a good Christian. Um, but then when I turned 33, that's when I feel like my relationship with God became something that's not I don't want to say real that's not the right word but like it was the first time I ever heard God speak to me Aww. and I think you like what you said about he doesn't yell he whispers I really think that's true yeah because that I recognize his voice I know when it's his voice and I also know when it's the enemy being a jerk yeah um, but like so, and mine came because I was like, like I had slid off the side of my bed crying because I was just like, I don't understand how to live. Like, I don't get it. You know, like about how do I live for you? I'm so confused. Yeah. <laughs> so like, just like you said, you weren't really sure what it meant to um, follow Jesus or like, you know, that kind of a thing. That's how it was for me. Like I was following the church but but the relationship wasn't really there and I didn't know how to get it yeah but then just like you the difference was the bible yeah that's it and that's why I'm like so every day read your bible read your bible read your bible read your bible you know that's that's always what I'm saying because I know the difference it will make in your life and it's also like telephone. Like if you're hearing it from somebody else, that's how God spoke to them personally. You know what I mean? It's like 
and I was living other people's lives. You know what I mean? Like I very much was like, okay, well, if this, if I do this thing, maybe I'll be accepted or by this friend, or maybe this boy will like me, or maybe my mom will approve of me or whatever it is. And I actually wasn't listening. Like, and even though it's so good to read Christian books, um, it's also good, you know, it's even you have, like you were saying, you have to read the Bible because that's also from their, their minds, you know, and it's not saying that's wrong, but that's their interpretation of something, you know, like mm -hmm. you can read the word and be like, wow, this means to me something to me. And then the next person, it could mean something different in, in a different way. And, mm -hmm. um, I totally agree with that. And I think just like in telephone or whatever that game is, like the words get confusing and then they come out completely different yep. than they they were that's what i'm also re realizing with like communication with friends or your partner like it's not actually you know what it was what it was meant to be you know comes out in a different way <laughs> yeah we can't survive like on the coattails of somebody else's faith like it needs to be us and him mm -hmm. you know what i mean like yes we need fellowship but what you're saying yeah, we can't just go off of what other people are saying. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, yeah. And yeah, God's word does speak different things at different times because it's alive and active. And I've seen it yeah. so many times. I know it's so true. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, but I, this has been so great. Like I, I'm just really happy about this conversation. And oh, me too. Yay! So I want to know. <laughs> how can we support you and connect with you? Sure. Um, I mean, just prayer is a good, is a big one, you know, just praying that I reach whoever I'm supposed to reach, you know, um, I mainly only teach yoga to women. Now I will teach yoga to men. I'm not like biased, but I speak more to women, I feel. Um, so that's kind of like um, something, you know, or if you know of anybody that is interested, like, that like someone that's listening to this now or somebody that is knowing of somebody that needs to find rest, um, you know, just sharing about Christian yoga in general. Um, and then, you know, obviously prayer, just praying that, you know, God puts whoever is meant to be in my path in my path. And he's, you know, brought me so many amazing women that have become my friends um, that I just, you know, we sometimes pray together, you know, that community. I, I love, I love, love, love that. Like I'm very big on Marco Polo. Um, I love the Marco Polo app, you know, we're not all, we're not usually living in the same state, you know, and especially with COVID, we can't really even see each other. So it's, you know, it's through zoom calls and all, all those kinds of things. Um, and then connecting with me, I'm on Facebook and Instagram and YouTube. Um, and I have my own website, which I finally got this past year. Um, I don't know if you're, are you putting the links in there? Or do you want me to share them? Um, yeah, I will put the links in the notes of the show. Okay. Um, so you'll just get those to me and I'll share them. Okay, sweet. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much for just being with me and talking with me and sharing everything that of you Of course. Do. Thank you for sharing too. <laughs> Thanks pleasure. for having me. <laughs> I love it. All right. Take care. You too. Hi, friends. I'm so glad you've been enjoying the You Don't Have to Be Perfect podcast and wanted you to know that if you'd like to support this podcast and its message, any contribution would be greatly appreciated. To donate 99 cents, 4.99, or 9.99 a month to this podcast, simply click the anchor link in the notes of this show. Once you are on the anchor homepage of the You Don't Have to Be Perfect podcast, 
click the middle button that says support. Select your amount and enter your income. It's quick and easy and will make a great impact in the lives of my family. Thanks for being with me today. Let's keep practicing saying no to perfect and yes to truth. Take care.